Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. Quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from Quince. Ooh, Mm -hmm. okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking. I'm going to toot my own horn. Effortlessly chic, whether it's winter or or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14-karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Hello, welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I'm Kate Spencer. And I am Dori Shafrir. And together we are not experts. We are not, but we are two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. Okay, so let's knock it out, friends. Our website's forever35podcast.com. You can get links to everything we mentioned there. You can find our Twitter account at Forever35Pod or Instagram at Forever35Podcast. There's a Facebook group where the password to enter is Serums. You can shop our favorite prods in a very beautifully curated shelf formation at shopmy.us slash Forever35. You can sign up for our newsletter at Forever35Podcast.com slash newsletter. And you can call or text us at 781-591-0390. And you can email us at forever35podcast at gmail.com. Now that we've said all that, we've got more to say. We have so much to say. We have some exciting things that are happening. If you do not yet know, we have a beautiful merch 
collaboration with the wonderful folks at Balance Bound. And this is the moment we've all been waiting for. We, Dory and I, Dory and me, us, and also hopefully maybe some of you. Dory and I. Did I say it right? right. Dory and I, I've been waiting for. I always Mm -hmm. have to, in my brain, I know. Say this, put the thing first, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Dory, what do we have in this beautiful merch collab, Forever 35 merch? Kate, we have a journal. We have notepads. We have one that is for today's intentions. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We have one that says reframe the narrative. We have one that says it's a lot. Which, like, honestly, it is. And that one's a beautiful to-do list with little circles so you can check everything else that you do. We have a quotable pencil set. Like, are you going to use the... Are you going to use the This Has Been a Journey pencil? Or are you going to use the Sometimes It's Just Not That Deep pencil? Or... Uh, Basically, every time I pull a pencil, it's you talking to me. I love that for you. (laughs) That is one of the pencils. (laughs) Um, you can also put a reframe the narrative sticker on your computer. We have sticky notes. This has been a journey. And my personal fave, the Dory's Hotel welcome kit. Now, if you're a new listener to the podcast, go back and find where at some point in the pandemic, we kind of lost it and started doing like ASMR hotel fantasies. It was like, we can't go anywhere. Yep. And I am just going to talk about my fantasy of where I would go if I could go somewhere. And we call these Dory's hotels and we've done quite a few of them now. And we've been to like the countryside. I feel like we've been, there's been like a, a hunky baker. I mean, there are characters. It's really, you know, we haven't done one in a while. We might need to revisit it as the autumn leaves change color. There could definitely be like a leaf peeping Dory's hotel. Ooh, I would love that, honestly. Well, you can take your trip to your own Dory's hotel with this kit, which has a very beautiful notepad, a set of matches, and an amazing Dory's hotel keychain like an old school hotel room keychain and don't forget that the manager of the hotel is none other than kate h spencer that's right contact me for reservations (laughs) (laughs) and any other questions you might have yes this is just you know just if you want something functional beautiful, but also that has an inside joke reference to this podcast. This merch is for you. You can tell we're very excited about it. I think we are very excited. So that it's all, it's all in balance bounds website. The direct URL is balancebound.co slash shop slash forever 35. Yeah. So toodle it on over there and check it out. Oh, I also do just want to mention, unfortunately right now they can only ship to the U S and Canada. They are a, a two, woman operation. They're a small business and the cost and honestly hassle of shipping internationally is just too much for them at this present juncture. But, you know, hopefully that will change at some point in the future. So, but, you know, talking about Doris Hotel is a good segue into talking about um, 
the little trip that we want to take with all of you. Well, not all we of you. We want to do a, a real life Dory's Hotel. That's what yes. essentially this could be. I mean, honestly, like fantasize, like my all my fantasies coming true. <laughs> You're just going to get to meet Dory. She's going to have one of those pencils in her hair as we embark uh, on a journey. So the gist is that we have been in the talking stage with a company that kind of organizes small trips or excursions um, with podcasters, authors, influencers, you know, the type. And so we're just doing a survey to see if this is something that our listeners would be interested in. And uh, we will link to that survey in the show notes. We really appreciate you taking it because it really helps us actually figure out if this is something that people would want to do that is an investment people are interested in making um, and where they might want to go, how long, what time of year, et cetera. What so, you might want to do. Yeah. Do you want to chill? Trip? Do you want to hike? What is it? Yeah. Like, Tell are us you everything. the type that wants to pack in like five museum visits and, you know, historical sites and all that stuff? Or are you the type that just wants to like maybe do a restorative yoga class and, and relax? I mean, I know where I I fall on that spectrum. Yeah, hint, hint. It's the latter. <laughs> I mean, probably for both of us. So if you if you're interested, even if you don't have to, this is not like any sort of commitment. We don't know if this is really going to happen, but this is we're in the beginning stages, and we would love to get more info from you and get your thoughts. Ooh, can you imagine after this whole freaking pandemic too? Like the. I mean, just it would be so amazing to get to finally interact with listeners of the show IRL. That hasn't happened much. I know. I know. It would be really, really cool. (sighs) Well, you know, Dory, one thing I kind of have been thinking about lately, and I I posed this to you over the old text message. It's so hot here right now that I almost don't want to wash my face. Like I, I'm at the point where I don't know if it's the heat or just that I'm trying to kind of rein it in a little bit, but something about summer skincare is not conducive to like 50 steps. Uh, my summer skincare mm. is almost just my moisturizer sunscreen combo and then at night splashing water on my face. And I don't know, does the heat have the same kind of effect on you when it comes to your skincare? Um, you know, I will say I'm fortunate enough now to have central air. But I do remember when I lived in New York, um, I bef- the, the most recent apartment I lived in before I moved to L.A. had window units and it did not mm-hmm. have any air conditioning in the bathroom. And I just remember like the bathroom was so hot and steamy and sticky that like I didn't. Yeah. Skincare was like, what? No, I <laughs> It's just so, just felt so gross. Um, But yeah, the heat just drains me of motivation in a major way. So I see how this also extends to skincare. Yeah, maybe that's what I'm feeling where it's it's hot. And I also, I think something sometimes about, excuse me, emerging into the heat with stuff on your face Mm -hmm. and that it all kind of like, dribbles into the eyes. I mean, forget even makeup. Makeup is not even a, an option. I mean, I don't wear makeup on a daily basis anyway, but in the moments where I might put some on, I'm just skipping it all together. 
Yeah, I hear that. Do you have do you have summer skincare prods? Well, I feel like my my routine just kind of goes down to bare bones in the summer. That's what I'm doing. Um, yes. So I'm I'm usually just like in the morning I'm putting on the clog anti-pollution jelly toner, which I've mentioned on this podcast previously. And then I am using the Skin Fix Barrier Plus Skin Barrier Skin Barrier Restoring Gel Cream. Mm. And which I really like. It's a nice light moisturizer. You know, I love a gel cream. I've I've said that on this podcast before. Oh, um, and then I'm have. just putting on sunscreen. Um, one that I've been using that I like that's been in the rotation is the Hero Super Light Sunscreen, which has SPF 30. Um, I also shot my shelf also sent me like I have discount codes for for Hero and Skin Fix. If anyone cares the if you use code Dory 15, you get 15% off at both of those sites at Skin Fix and Hero Cosmetics. Um and at night, I'm kind of doing the same. I'm also sometimes putting on the Kipris Beauty Elixir and then putting on my um, Skin Fix. Oh, my God. What is the name of it? The Triple, triple Lipid, lipid Barrier. Lipid. Yeah. Tripid lip, the, triple. <laughs> it's like a little bit of a tongue twister. The Barrier Plus Triple Lipid Peptide Cream, which is an old standby. That I stand by. Dory's still um, standing. And, still and standing then I by. Will, I will sometimes, I, I do usually try to put on some eye cream just to get a little moisture up in there, some extra moisture. You know that I'm generally kind of like side eye about eye cream, but like I do like to just moisturize a little bit. So I've been using the Tatcha Pearl. Uh, eye cream. Oh, that's very, a nice like, light one. Oh, I was going to say it's like very luxurious. It I is, but I mean, it's quite thick. Oh, you find it heavy. That's so, well, I put, I have not, to tell you. Not I, heavy, but like okay. rich. It's, I find it very rich. I was using this almost like thick oily balm on my eyes as eye, as eye cream. And I went to the dermatologist the other day and she was like, you have Melia. She she popped out two melias on my eyelid. Whoa! And yeah, and suggested it's possible they, these little pores were getting clogged because of a heavier eye cream. And I was like, dun dun dun! Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Those hurt coming out too, Melia. Th- those are not fun. I've never had them like removed. Have you have never tried to dig one out yourself? I mean, not recommended, obviously. But have you ever done that? No, I don't. I don't, do I have Melia? I don't know. <laughs> what do you know, know what they are? Like the Melia? little, the yeah, little they're bumpy things. The, they're white, they're like them. teeny hard white, essentially cysts that form. I, I always get them on my face, especially around my eyes. Google you is know, telling me they are so also known funny. as quote milk cysts, which is a terrible name. I feel like I used to have some under my eyes and I don't anymore. Well, look at you. Where did they go? I wonder. I wonder. Hmm. I don't know, but they they came. They were, you know, they were struggling to get out, but they came out. Well, I'll tell you, I have kind of shifted what I'm using on my face right now. 
I think because oh. it's summer where I'm like basically not putting anything on. I'm washing my face with the herbivore pink cloud rose water and Tremella creamy jelly cleanser, which is a mouthful. Mm-hmm. Then I'm using this toner that was sent to us that I am liking quite a lot. It's called So Prima Foundational Face Mist. Okay. It has hypochlorous acid. That's basically the the main ingredient in it. And it's an extremely fine mist. I find it very soothing and refreshing. It doesn't dry my skin out. It's been really nice. So thank you to them for sending it. I've been enjoying it. In the morning, I've been using the Glow Recipe Vitamin C. Got to tell you, I'm not going to buy it again. Not going to oh. buy it again. Oh. Okay. It just, to be honest, it didn't feel like at my level. Like I need a harder worker. Okay. You felt like it was a little, little too benign. It was a little too relaxed. It was just like, yeah, it was just, it's beautiful. I loved the smell. I loved the sensation. I loved, I, I enjoyed the application, but I didn't really feel there was actual kind of <clears throat> any shift in anything. So I'm going to say goodbye. Mm. RIP okay. to my relationship Goodbye, with that stuff. Glow recipe. And then <laughs> I've just been slapping on the Kula water cream, which has an SPF, because I just can't the thought of, of putting on a moisturizer and then a sunscreen for whatever reason is exhausting me. So I'm using this Kula water cream. And then at night I'm using the Tatcha water cream. And that's it, which is normally my oh. daytime moisturizer. Okay. And I should say the Kula is called Refreshing Water Cream Sunscreen. It has SPF 50 in it. I, I like it quite a lot. Um, and just the ease of like, I don't have to deal with two. I know like that's quote unquote better, but you know what? I don't mm-hmm. give, uh, I don't give a rat's butt. I don't give a rat's butt. <laughs> you don't give a rat's butt. Okay. I don't. So yeah, I don't, I don't, and even at night, I'm not doing any serums. Like I just, I'm like, ugh, I just don't feel like it. And I know that's fine, I, but I just was wondering you know, if it's Kate, attached to the weather. That is fine. I'm sure it is attached to the, oh, the other thing that I will say is I've taken a break from retinols and AHAs um, in these summer months because of the sun. I more or less have two. I'm using them like once every other week, maybe. Are you doing um, anything other than what you mentioned, right? Like, no, we're we're basically serum free at this point. Yeah, just, well, partly, I mean, just the sun in general here is very strong. But then also mm-hmm. I play, you know, I play tennis. Oh, I know. And, you know, even though I wear sunscreen and I have a hat, like, I do think that like if if I put a retinol on the night before, it's like not oh. great for my skin. Yeah. So I'm really trying to take it easy, especially because I had that laser treatment. Oh my gosh, you know, Dory, I, I forgot about the lasers. Yeah, I had like age spots lasered off. And so if I now spend the summer just like sitting in the sun, I'm going to have more of those. And <sighs> yeah. I completely forgot about that. Mm. Forgot you are a laser girl. I am. A, I'm a laser girl. I am a laser. <laughs> I don't know girl. why. Where okay. are these words? Where are these names coming from? I've got to rein it in here. I. Don't. Uh, 
No. Well, listen, I know uh, we're not going to talk about this today, but I did just want to give you, I mean, and our listeners a little preview of what's to come in my life. I'm starting pickleball lessons in a few weeks. (gasps) I'm excited for you. And I have to buy court shoes. So if you have any thoughts on pickleball shoes, let me know. I can't wear my sneakers, according to my new pickleball teacher. You just get tennis shoes, right? Yeah, I think it's just tennis shoes, like tennis sneakers. Yeah. Um, I have tennis shoes. You can get them. If you want to try them on in person, I recommend the Racket Doctor in Atwater. Oh, thank you, Dory. Okay, thank you. A little local Los Angeles uh, (laughs) Racket Doctor. Okay, Mm -hmm. looking it up right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited to try. I'm excited to start pickleball. I teased my dad all last summer because he was so obsessed with pickleball. And this summer, I'm following in his footsteps. I'm so into this. This will be so fun. Well, should we shift to our guests for today? Let's do that. We have repeat customers coming back on the pod today. Mm-hmm. If you can, if you ever want to call a podcast. <laughs> podcast guest repeat customers. <laughs> we are joined today by Kristen Meinzer and Jolenta Greenberg. You probably already know them because they are prolific podcasters. They co-host the podcast by the book together. They also host many other podcasts on their own. I mean, Kristen's a, a, a podcast expert. She's written a book on it. She consults on it. So they're here today to talk about their new podcast, which is called Romance Road Test. And it's exactly what it sounds like. Yeah, they really like, they basically put their own relationships through various, they put it through the paces um, of like trying to sort of figure out like what makes a relationship romantic, how to, how to spark romance in a relationship and how to like re-spark romance in a relationship. Yeah. Which I have to admit, like it was a little, it was, I don't want to say stressful, but it's extremely vulnerable. They, both their partners are on the podcast with them and it's not all like, roses and sunshine like we were meant to be together forever you know they really dig into how to maintain and sustain uh a relationship with another person yeah it's really interesting i mean i just always enjoy talking to them um in general by the book is such a great podcast and by the book is a fantastic podcast. And uh, briefly, if you're not familiar with Jolenta and Kristen, Jolenta is a comedian, podcaster, pop culture commentator. She is a moth story slam winner. She has held a comedic residency at Pete's Candy Store in Brooklyn, which is a really prolific venue. Um, And she's an author. I mean, she's just amazing. And and of course, she's a co-host of By the Book with Kristen. And Kristen's a longtime audio producer and host. And she's the head of nonfiction programming at Panoply. She co-hosts When Megan Met Harry, which is a royal wedding cast. And she was a culture producer for WNYC. I mean, she's just, they've just done everything. They're they're both so, um, dare I say brilliant, Mm -hmm. thoughtful, engaging, Mm-hmm. And constantly curious. Yeah. Yeah. Well, without further ado, we're going to take a break and we will be back with Kristen and Jolenta. 
Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. You know, Dory, we talk to a lot of really fantastic intelligent people on this podcast. But I don't know, maybe you're like us and you want to go even deeper. Mm, I'd love to go deeper. We like to go deep. And that's not only possible with today's sponsor, but also easy to accomplish on Masterclass. Every year I get really into the classes offered and the instructors offering them. Like I'm all over the place with the things that I like on Masterclass. But this year, I am very interested in the class Redefining Feminism, which is 14 lessons from Gloria Steinem. Okay. Now, they dissect issues women face in the U.S. and ways we can play a role in the feminist movement in our everyday lives. Look, I majored in women and gender studies in college. So, this is right up my alley. But even if you didn't, even if you're like, this is the first time I'm I hearing mean, those words. I would argue, especially if you didn't. Yes. Get into it with Masterclass because this is the year you can really learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Go from just talking about improving to actually doing the things you've been wanting to do with Masterclass. And it doesn't have to be Redefining feminism with Gloria Steinem. It can be gardening in your own garden or your yard or patio. It can be learning to cook Indian food or designing a space that you love. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master like negotiation with Chris Voss or think like a boss with Martha Stewart or maybe capture your vision through photography with Petra Collins, Masterclass has you covered. With Masterclass, you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with the world's best. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash F35. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash F35. That's masterclass.com slash F35. Kate, I feel like we are like barreling into summer. It's happening so fast. It is. And I feel like also with summer just come more social events. There's weddings. There's nights out. It's vacations. I mean, like all the things happening in summer. And what I love is that Honey Love has just the right thing for all those events. Feel comfortable and confident this summer with Honey Love's best-selling Superpower Short. The Superpower Short smooth shapes and lifts, giving you a flawless silhouette under any outfit with targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. Speaking of working with your bod, the crossover bra, which I'm wearing as we speak. I wear that thing every day. I do too. Uh, It's my favorite Honey Love piece. 
Let me let me just tell you why. Yeah, get or, into okay, it. Okay, do you want to tell me why? <laughs> no, no, I was just going to say like I I I don't even need to wear it to events. I wear it like the event is every day of my life. Yes, that's such a good way of putting it. The bra gives all the support of traditional bras without using any underwires and just like sidebar, I have put on some of my old underwire bras lately and been like, "Oh god, like get this off of me." <laughs> No, thank once you. you. Once you start wearing Honey Love, you're just like, no, not yep. going back. You see how also, it could like, be. Yes. Also, like summer sweat under those underwires is like, ugh, the worst. Now you don't have to worry about it. Get the support you need with the comfort you deserve and treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market. Save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. So shape your life with Honey Love. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from quince. Ooh, mm-hmm. okay. It, it, like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking. I, I'm going to toot my own horn. Effortlessly chic, whether it's winter toot, or, toot, Kate. or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, If you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Dory, we love a return to the pod. And we have had Kristen and Jolenta on Forever 35, a few, I think a few, I think pre-COVID, which is now like, what, three yeah. years ago? Four? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So welcome back. It's a new world. We're glad to have you here on Forever 35. And as we got started last time, we're going to ask you both again, individually, for a self-care practice that has been carrying you through right now, shall we say? Anything big or small that you are relying on to get you through your days or weeks? 
Yeah, I have. This is Kristen. Um, I have begun recently the practice of listening to audiobooks and very specifically memoirs mm. uh, that are being read by the author as I go on walks. And I just started this a few weeks ago, and I think I've made it through eight so far because they are so delicious. Uh, and for somebody like me who normally listens to podcasts, it's an easy jump from one to the other because it's usually somebody very animated telling their personal story. And I started with Jessica Simpson's open book. Uh, and the most Ooh. recent one I read was Leah Remini's wow. uh, Troublemaker. And uh, in between, I've read Roxanne Gay's Hunger. I've read so many great books this way. And they keep me company. They open me up to other perspectives. They make me laugh. And they just make my walk so much better. So that is uh, my self-care routine that I've been doing recently. Oof. I've I've done both of those on audiobook as well. And it's a very satisfying. There's something. I love reading a celebrity memoir, reading, you know, listening to a celebrity memoir with them reading it. It's so satisfying. Oh, yeah. So delicious. And so just delicious. To get their voice, just to get yeah. their, in, mm-hmm. in Jessica Simpson's case, her tears, in Leah Remini's case, her oh. laughter. Like you hear it all coming through. It's beautiful. Okay. Passing the mic to Jolenta. No pressure here. Okay. Wow. <laughs> I know. <clears throat> Mine is maybe less poignant. Um, what's been getting me through lately is I've been binge watching what I call a lot of a turn of the century television. <laughs> but that's Go like <laughs> stuff made in the late stuff made in the late nineties. And it's like really fun to watch shows that are like made in the late nineties and like make it through to maybe like 2002 2004 just to watch how technology like super evolves really quickly and how the shows deal with it and just like they're kind of shockingly ridiculous even though they're stuff that was on like when i was growing up like i've revisited friends will and grace i've watched monk for the first time Mm. um yeah, it's all really fun. And like I've thrown a sci-fi show in the mix, some uh Stargate SG1. Ooh. It's really fun to see how special effects literally evolve on a show from being like mostly practical special effects to like really bad computer animation to like kind of still like passable computer animation. It's so So that's what I've been doing when I'm like feeling despair. I'm like, you know what? It's okay. Put on Monk. Yeah. Jolanta, I have a question about this. How do you find that these shows hold up? And are there things that get said or, you know, storylines that are kind of cringy now that kind of take away from the act of watching the show? There are definitely shows that take you out of it. Shows that have like a good sort of internal premise tend to Mm -hmm. like really hold up. Like, like I keep mentioning Monk, but it's holding up like surprisingly well because it's mostly about his struggles with the outside world. And it's very clear what his struggles are. He's like dealing with uh, OCD and like PTSD. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. it's when it's sort of like pretty well Mm -hmm. thought out that those elements don't come in. But, like, watching Will and Grace has been rough at times. Like, they throw around, like, that F word a bunch. And, like, there's an episode about, like, Will being embarrassed of Jack at the gym because, like, he's too gay. And, like, like, 
Mm. I know it's a real struggle, but the way they address it was like quite crass uh, for for today's times. Um, And like there are definitely like some racial elements that come into play, especially in procedurals, like even just old law and orders where it's like, wow, Mm. these depictions of these sex workers are horribly racist or like. Wow, they had to pick a massage parlor again? Really? Like, it's not... Those definitely take you out of it and go like, wow, that is a product of the times and the times were racist not that long ago. Like, like shockingly racist. Yeah. It's kind of a mindfuck to watch all that stuff and kind of realize how much we internalized for years, you know, just all that racism and sexism and homophobia, you know, and just like the list goes on and on and on and on. Um, And it it, it kind of just like, it doesn't make me laugh, but I think about it when, you know, I see like Gen Z people being like, why, you know, why are millennials and Gen X like, why, why, why does it take them so long to like get over, you know, all this stuff? And it's like, well, we were indoctrinated for Mm -hmm. decades. With all this shit. So, you know, forgive us for like taking a minute to kind of like deprogram ourselves. I also anyway, need to sorry, point out that yeah, compared so to it's what our parents' generation, like, totally. do you want to look at movies from the 50s and 60s and compare? Oof. Have you seen the celluloid closet? Yeah. I mean, oh, as bad wild. as things yeah. were in the 1990s and early 2000s, they were so much worse in the, you know, 50s, 60s, 70s, totally. and 80s. Right, right. It's. I was going to say, like, part of it is jarring and depressing being like, oh, my gosh, this is what I grew up with, like, every day. This is what we thought was fine for network television. Yeah. But it's also nice to be like, wow, as an adult, I can look at that and quite easily be like, that's bullshit and like not how the world works or like wow that's some blatant sexism and be like oh it's nice that like even though i was like fed it like all the time i you know am still able to think for myself and we're all able to be like oh that's cringy um so it's both like disheartening and like a little heartening (laughs) (laughs) yes Yes. I, I like that there's also a pop culture element to both your self-care practices right now, kind of a, a celebrity pop culture oh element gosh. almost, which I find, I don't know, just appealing and intriguing, kind of the revisitation or just that the storytelling aspect and how comforting that can be to just experience someone else's story, mm. whether it's you know, fiction and a TV show or like Leah Remini getting out of Scientology. It's all very kind of comforting in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to go back to what Jolenta was saying about you, Will and take Grace, you away. I mean, as dated as we see that show is now, for certain people in America, it did make them feel seen. Yeah. And certain people yeah. in America um, felt that those characters were their friends. And there have been so many studies that indicate that people who we see as our friends, they open our minds. That mm. more people who professed being homophobic in the past became less so because they watched Will and Grace as problematic as it was. These are my friends on TV. Right. It was still Yeah. And it was still breaking barriers at the time. It was still showing like, you know, romantic gay kisses on network TV for the mm-hmm. first time and stuff like that. So, you know. Yeah. So yeah. it, it's, it, it, I, I guess Watching I would just history. say sometimes celebrities do kind of feel like our <laughs> friends. 
Well, I mean, you make an interesting point totally. because podcasters feel like friends. I know that True. we've, Dory and I have talked about this both on the podcaster side and the podcast listener side. Um, and I'm sure you've also experienced that from, from both sides. I mean, you're prolific podcasters, but I know you also both listen. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, totally. Yeah. I totally have my podcasters who I'm like, God, I know it'd be weird, but I would love to just reach out to them and like say, Hey, let's grab a cocktail sometime. And then I'm like, no, that is weird. That actually is weird. <laughs> right. I can't no, you're like, I could just cold call him and be like, no, no, no. I make podcasts too. We've never, <laughs> ever met. I just listened to you. I like binged your show during a rough time. So like we connected. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, that kind of brings me to my next question because I want to talk about what inspired you, motivated you, gave you the courage to share about your romantic relationships on your new podcast, because I personally think that requires an immense amount of vulnerability. And I know you've already been vulnerable on By the Book, but this, on your new show, Romance Road Test, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about it? And I would love to know, like, how, how did you come to the decision to do it? How did your partners get on board? And what did it feel like putting yourself out there in this new way? Well, our new show, uh, Romance Road Test, is sort of a natural progression from By the Book, where we live by self-help advice. And our partners are in it from time to time uh, because, you know, how we live our day day life like does technically affect them um, often negatively. Um, and people love listening to the dynamic of how advice affects like a whole relationship, not just the individual. So we were like, let's take that further and look at relationship advice and test it out uh, with our partners and see if it enhances things, makes us feel closer, makes us feel more in love, or if it, you know, drives us nuts and highlights all the things we already know we like hate about them and makes us have a fight. <laughs> and there's so much relationship <laughs> advice out there that all like sounds like a pretty good idea, you know, but have we tried it? Like, when you apply it, does it work universally? We're only a sample size of two relationships, but like, let's give it a shot. Yeah. I mean, you've been doing by the book now for five years. Oh gosh. I We, we are in our 10th season now. We're launching our 10th season right now. Yeah. So wow. um, yeah, it's been, oh gosh, over five years. Yeah. A little bit over five years. And to, to being vulnerable with our relationships, like, I mean, I feel like we're just lucky. Uh, my partner, he loves activities so much. I feel like it was worth the trade off for him to be recorded doing them because it would be like an activity every weekend, like a date or, you know, trying something on, like, let's do it. So, um, he was very game and, um, I, don't want to speak for Kristen and her partner, but I'm pretty sure he kind of loves uh, being on air or being on mic. <laughs> he does. He does. He's the only one amongst the four of us who is not a professional podcaster. He has a day job working with computers. He's a computer programmer, um, computer scientist. And when he's with us, when he's recording, 
he feels like a star. He loves it. He loves being on a microphone. <laughs> he, 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 um, he just gets such a kick out of it. And, uh, I, I, it totally cracks me up because, um, yeah, it's not a field he ever wanted to work in. He didn't want to ever be hosting shows or anything, but, uh, the listeners also really love him. And I think, Part of that's because he has a very sweet personality, but part of it's also because he has a New Zealand accent. So people are like, oh, he's so adorable. Totally. <laughs> and he loves being told he's adorable. Who doesn't? <laughs> You've been doing this podcast for five years. Your partners have been very present on the show. Um, so, you know, I guess the four of you are sort of are used to being guinea pigs to some extent by now, but this is sort of a different thing. Um, and I'm curious, like, how have you found this new podcast to be different from by the book in terms of what it has brought up for you and your partners? Well, in some ways, it's much more intimate. I mean, um, we're following advice that has us doing things like reading smut to each other, going to romance hotels, having sex every day for a week. Um, you know, there's that physical side of things, but then there's also the emotional side of things, doing the 36 questions with each other while recording the question and answer to every single one. Um, doing things like, um, in some cases, crying with each other on the show, in some cases, fighting, you know, some people might say that assembling flat pack furniture with your partner brings you closer together, but that might not be the case for all of us. <laughs> um, uh, some advice givers will say that, um, oh, the ultimate thing to do is to share a hobby with each other. But in the case of me and Dean, we fought the entire time. It was terrible for us. We never want to introduce each other to our mm. hobbies again. You stick to your hobby, Dean. I will stick to mine. We each have our own things. And um, we will never discuss our hobbies again. That's it. So, um, yeah. It, and, you know, it it's not necessarily something that I would have just brazenly gone into hosting a podcast with Joe Lento where I am going to fight on air. But because we already had the practice of being on by the book for 10 seasons. Yes. Dean and I were ready to do that. We were ready to cry on air. We were ready to fight with each other on air. But um, that really took half a decade for us to get comfortable enough to do that. We never would have just done this out of the blue, like, you know, five or 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. Did you, did either of you kind of learn what your relationship needed? I'm, I'm kind of thinking of this through a self-care lens, but did you discover anything that you felt was missing from how you nurtured your relationship and were you able to identify it and implement it? Um, I think for my relationship, uh, which is very different in a very different place than Kristen's, um, I'm dealing with uh, like getting diagnosed with lupus and going on like uh, some chemo meds and stuff and sort of coming out the other side of that. And so my relationship has very much been almost uh, like patient and caregiver with my partner at times, very much like in the present and in the future, like, how are you feeling? Where are we go? Uh, what doctor's appointments are we going to like sort of like helping plan my schedule? And so all the exercises that helped sort of get us out of that mode and remember like where that spark came from and almost like go down memory lane tend, uh, tended to really help bond us. Um, like, 
one of the activities is to reenact your first date. And um, that was just so much fun for us. And we, you know, ate the same frozen pizza. We watched the same thing. Like, it was just fun to reminisce about, like, what made us fall for each other. And even uh, we did a dreaded task together. Um, and while Kristen assembled furniture, my partner and I, we cleaned out like a little deep storage unit in our basement. And even that, like we found a few little artifacts from when we first got together or like this was from like our third year anniversary, this picture that we have in storage, but just things that reminded us like, oh, right. We like find each other sexy and like there's a spark and it's not just about like taking care of business and like taking care of health. I loved I loved the first date um reenactment and it made me think about the, my first date with my husband and it's it's true it does bring you back to this very you know innocent time right <laughs> when like everything mm. felt so new and fun um so I really enjoyed kind of listening to the reenactments um I'm curious as you were doing this whole um this whole podcast what did you learn about your partners or i guess about your relationship also that surprised you i was surprised um on the 36 questions episode right out of the gate because the very first question that dean answered the first question is um if you could have dinner with anyone living or dead who would you choose and his first answer just made me cry and cry. And I'm like, that's it. It's success. I fell in love with him. <laughs> Don't need to do the other 35 questions. It worked. It worked. But um, I guess it surprised me how well he knew me and how well he could predict what I needed in the moment. And I already know that he is a wonderful man. I already know that he's everybody's biggest cheerleader. I know that he already walks through the world with kindness. But I I guess I sometimes forget how well he knows me because we're two separate beings, we're two separate entities. And that's part of what makes life with each other fantastic because we're still mysteries. You know, there are things going on in his head that I'll never know and vice versa. And it's great to have that, but it's also great to be reminded like he knows me intimately so much so that he can say what I need at a time when I didn't even know that's what I needed to hear. And that was really lovely to find out during the show. I mean, you kind of, that, oh. that idea of, I don't know, I think that kind of ties into Jill into what you were talking about, about the caregiver role. I don't know if I see, I might see a connection there. I might also just be trying to jam two things together, but I think it's really interesting to see our partners see us, you know, like those moments where you're like, Oh, I agree. Oh, oh, you do get it. Or like you did see what I needed here. And often that. Yeah. You know yeah. what I need like before I do or like right when I do. And like, oh, like that's so kind of like in a weird way, like magical and sweet, even if it's about, you know, day to day stuff. Did you have a similar experience, Jolenta, of like. Um, yeah, I was going to say it was similar, not as like prolific as Kristen's, but in the uh, 36 questions, actually, it was the first thing that came to mind. Something that surprised me was one of the questions was like, when did you last sing and to to whom? And we were both like, oh, probably earlier today to you. And we were like, oh, we sing 
all the time. We're either singing songs we both know, t- uh, uh, like sharing a song like one of us knows and the other doesn't, making up songs like about each other, about our dog. And we had never thought about it. And we were like, oh, my gosh, that's so cute of us. Like, not to not to be braggy, but like, that's kind of adorable. We sing all the time to each other. So a sweet surprise, not as prolific as like, he knows my deep soul, but like, he does know how to like, hit a good tenor note. (laughs) We're also we are also a household that's always singing always singing in public like it were it's it's such a weird part of our family dynamic that i don't i forget other families probably aren't doing it but i'm glad to know that yours is because that makes me feel seen good i'm glad to know yours is non-stop someone else is walking down the street being like and i told you so literally (laughs) yes my husband's been singing some of the same songs daily for years that now my kids know i mean it's it's wild yeah yeah it's a whole thing Oh, I love it. I'm so glad other people deal with that. But yeah, it's kind of fun to remember like, oh, that's special to us a little bit. Yeah. Okay, well, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. You know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older and how we treat it and how we love it. Because look, as I'm learning in my mid-40s, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. Not that they're bad. They're just new. You know what I mean? Like I am now just discovering creppiness, Dory. Mm, Okay. Which is visible on my (sighs) neck and chest. Luckily, it's a thing. It's a thing. Luckily, OneSkin, our sponsor today, knows all about things like creppiness. And I'm not overly concerned with aesthetics, but like I do just want to keep my skin healthy as I age. Totally. I love their topical supplements. They really help your skin feel, I don't want to say younger, but just vibrant, Mm. refreshed. They combine tissue engineering, data analysis, and cutting edge longevity science to literally create the world's most effective product to help with skin aging. I am particularly fond of their face topical supplement. It's essentially a moisturizer, but it has their Mm -hmm. proprietary OSO1 peptide to really help with all the parts of our skin that are exposed to environmental damage. You can use it on your face, your hands, your neck. I know here Mm -hmm. where we live in Los Angeles, our hands, we're driving. That sun is coming at us at all times. One Skin believes the Amen. purpose of skincare is not just to improve how we look, but to optimize our skin biology so that it is more resilient to the aging process. They really create next level skincare. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and more importantly, acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OVER50 at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OVER50. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. And please support our show and tell them we sent you. All right, we are back. I am curious, like, based on what you learned from doing this podcast, like, what advice would you give people who maybe feel like they're stuck in a romance rut with their partners? 
Well, I think it's okay to sometimes be in ruts, first of all. There's no shame in that. I think sometimes people feel ashamed, and shame is not a an especially useful emotion, in my opinion. Shame can just lead to more self-recrimination, and it can lead to not addressing or you know, trying to come up with a remedy for the situation. So first and foremost, no shame there. We all have our ups and downs. My mother once told me that sometimes ruts will last for days or weeks, and in some cases, they'll last for years. But that's like part of life, as unsexy as it sounds. So first of all, no shame. And second of all, um, try a few different things. What works for one person isn't necessarily going to work for another. So maybe you love this thing and your spouse doesn't. For example, I loved doing my husband's grooming. I felt like I was like working in a hair salon doing his hair and he felt miserable with it. He hated it. So maybe it'll work for you, but not for your partner. Or maybe it'll work for that person you listen to on a podcast and their partner, but it won't work for you guys. And that's totally fine too. Try a few different things and remember if the advice doesn't work for you, it doesn't mean that you're broken. It might just mean the advice doesn't work for you. And that's totally fine. There's lots of advice out there that only works for some people. Um, some people say, wake up early every day and do this with your spouse. But you know what? I hate waking up early. You don't have to do everything that everybody tells you to do. Have some fun. Figure it out. <laughs> laugh a lot. And be okay with the fact that we're all unique flowers. And that means we all need to be cared for differently. Before we wrap, could you tell us your thoughts on maintaining a self-care practice in a relationship. Is there anything that you do with your partner that you would consider be like benefiting or contributing to the self-care of that partnership? And we, we talk about it so much on the show as individuals, but I'm trying to think about it in terms of how we do it in relationships and if that's even a thing. Mm -hmm. I I have like a small thing where my husband and I, when we're sort of zoning out in the evening or like on a on a weekend and watching TV, we like to also play cards, like play gin while we're watching TV. So it forces us to like check in a teeny bit with each other. Sometimes we'll be like, it's your turn. And also like, can you believe what he just said? <laughs> like, you know, it helps us sort of remember we're with each other and forces us to interact a bit while we're just zoning out and relaxing. So I'd like to think that's like a small moment of self-care or like, you know, a small moment of like forced connection that feels nice. As far as me and Dean and self-care, one thing that I think works really well for us is to have separate lives. He and I have certain friends mm. that cross over, but we also have separate friends mm. and we also sometimes, you know, just occupy separate spaces. Sometimes at night we don't even sleep in the same bed because one of us, both of us snore really badly, but one of us might not be able <laughs> to sleep because the other's snoring. And that separateness helps keep us sane and um, happy. And it's not a bad thing. And I think that a lot of people are under the impression that must be together all the time. When you really love a partner, you never want to be apart from them. And it's like, no, it's totally fine to be apart from them. That's okay. And for me and Dean, um, I, I do think it makes us happier and frankly, more interesting people to each other. Time apart too. Yes. I know for me, sometimes so important I'm like, to remember. Let's take a, mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, let's take a, let's take a little break. Let's take two, <laughs> two well, days especially, off. Especially coming out of the pandemic when so many people were. Oh my God. With 
partners for a long time. Um, I know we're, I know we're about to wrap, but I, I'm curious if you have any advice for people who are not partnered, um, mm. but perhaps are seeking partners. Um, is there anything that you've kind of learned in this journey, um, that you would advise people who are either seeking or going into a new relationship? Mm. You never know when you're making memories. So like, try to stay nice while you're evaluating like the person you're on a date with. Cause there are some times, like the first time mm. my husband and I hooked up, he, like we joke about it, but it's like part of the memory is I like kicked him out of my apartment at 4 a.m. And he was like, the trains aren't running. And I'm like, I don't care. Bye. Like, like, and that's part of our lore forever now. So just like, remember, you know, obviously be discerning, but like, remember to keep keep it nice and like maybe a little sweet because you never know if you're making a lasting memory or not. I was going to say something that that. kind of is related to what you're saying, Jolenta, but um, it might be a different spin on it. I think that when things go wrong, some of the best memories happen. And so don't Mm -hmm. over fixate on everything being perfect. You don't have to look perfect. The date doesn't have to be perfect. Not everything has to go as planned. And in fact, Oftentimes, the things that make us laugh the hardest and feel most connected are the things that go wrong. And you'll hear when Dean and I reenact our first date on Romance Road Test, it goes very, very wrong. Things are not going right there. Um, But we laugh so much about it. And it also, you know, it, it was another memory and it reminded us of other things, good and bad in the past that, you know, make us a couple. So I, I would say embrace the chaos welcome things not going right. And hopefully you can have fun with that and make a memory. Thanks. Oh, that's mm. both such good advice. I, I really appreciated hearing that just for myself. It's great. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you having <sighs> us here. This has been so much fun. Yeah, this was so fun. I appreciate your vulnerability in a, a genuine way. You know, that's, it's, it, in listening to the show, it just feels very human. And I think sometimes that can, you know, be really hard to come by these days. So I appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. We try not to be aliens and to be human. No. <laughs> Sorry. I, ha- I can't just take a compliment. <laughs> have to make no, that's a, a that's silly a- joke. <laughs> I'm the same. I get it. I'm very similar. <laughs> um, where can our listeners hear? I don't even want to say both your shows because that go, you have more shows upon shows, but let's just say you have many shows, your, yes. <laughs> your recurring podcasts and, um, and find you and your work online. Right. Well, Romance Road Test is um, an Audible original. So you can find that at audible.com slash romance road test. Every episode's up. You can binge it, binge all the dates, hear all the messes and successes. Um, And we're also um, by the book. You can find in any podcatcher wherever you listen. Um, And we're at by the book pod on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to like reach out to us via social media. Well, thank Thank you you again. Thank you. They are just delightful. They're delightful humans. What can I say? It's also always fun, I think, talking to two other podcast hosts. Yes. Like there's just something kind of like, like selfishly, like kind of like, oh, look, we're talking to other us's. How fun is this? You know, like. We're talking to other us's. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. (sighs) 
<sighs> well, I know, I know. Let's intention zone here because it's been hit or miss for me this week. Has it? Yeah. I just, it well, you know, sense. it's interesting. You know what? Actually, I'm going to take that back. It has not been hit or miss. It's been informative. I think I'm going oh. to, moving forward, use intentions not to measure success or failure, but to mm. gather data and information about myself and my needs. Wow. Where did all this come Ooh. from? I know. I just decided <laughs> this. Well, you know, like I said to myself, I was like, oh, I'm going to really focus on getting you know, 10,000 steps a day. But then like it almost immediately became clear there's some days I'm not going to walk 10,000 steps and like, that's fine. Like it, it, anything that turns into a behavior for the sake of meeting like an arbitrary Ooh, yes. number goal. Also, Kate, I will say yes. I've read, I've been reading some stuff lately about how that 10,000 number is like kind of arbitrary. I think I read something similar, probably like a tweet or an Instagram comment, but yes, like that's just potentially like the BMI, just like made up bullshit that we've all now just kind of been forced to subscribe to. So what I have been doing, Dory, is trying to get some nice walks in and that has been really nice. Um, And just, I've also just kind of been noticing like, when I'm, when I'm, I move in this morning, I actually did a yoga class with one of our new sponsors. Um, and that was really nice. So I'm just trying to kind of, instead of like just track, I'm, I'm trying to be informed by how my body feels. So I don't count I this that. week as a failure. Yeah. And I will say next week, what I am going to try to do is my intention is commit to something that my naturopath suggested I do, which she calls adult naps, which is five minutes a day lying down on the floor with my feet up on the sofa and just resting for five minutes. It's not necessarily meditation. It's just rest. And I have a little timer set on my phone to do that, but I need to be more consistent because I feel it feels amazing. I love it. And sometimes I will go for longer than the five minutes because it's feeling so good. Well, I mean, Kate, you are a, you are a certified yoga teacher. You know all about the the power of lifting your feet, you know, like legs up the wall, mm-hmm. those poses and how beneficial they are. So I love I love this. Thank you for continuously offering up my yoga credentials. I really appreciate that you do that because it's true. I am a certified yoga teacher, but I haven't taught in approximately 12 years. Hey, but you believe a certified me. yoga teacher, always a certified <laughs> yoga teacher is what I always say. <laughs> I could definitely use some refreshing. That is for sure. But uh, you're right. It is extremely, um, it is extremely good for the body to lift your legs. I mean, depending on <clears throat> what your needs are, but it can be very good for, for our bodies. So I'm enjoying it. It feels really good. Who knew? I love that. Okay. All right. How are you doing over there? Tell me what did you intend and did it did it get tensed? I did not find roller skating pads. Did you look? I mean, this seems like a, an extra chore almost that if you're not in the mood to do it, it might not be, you know, fun to do. I did not look. I you know, good. I'm really just focusing on the hobbies that I have. <laughs> You've got so many. You are a, a hobbyist. I'm <laughs> I'm a hobbyist. I mean, look, I I just have to make time for all the things that I already have going on. And 
Definitely. You know, in addition to like work, (laughs) my job and raising a child and like all the other stuff. So, you know, I'm trying to make time for all my things, but that also just means that I don't really have that much space in my life schedule for other stuff. That's all. I hear you. Um, this week, I have a kind of funny intention. I, um, as discussed, I have recently joined a gym and I've started buying some new workout clothes because I just like, I, my, my old, my, most of my workout clothes are from before the pandemic started and I'm just not feeling them. So I've been buying some new workout clothes and my intention this week is to really just like embrace them because they're a little more revealing than my typical garb, my typical gym garb. You've changed your workout style a little bit. Was there a reason? You Go on. Um, You know, I think I was influenced by seeing some other people at the gym who like have been buying workout clothes (laughs) since the pandemic clearly (laughs) and i was like oh i want to i want cute workout clothes i just wanted to feel cute yeah i know the feeling that was it that's a good listen feeling cute a valid feeling like yes lean into it you know, it's not cute for other people. It's like cute in your own cuteness, right? Like it's, it's, it's your feeling of cute. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, <sighs> can't wait for you to model for me at some point. Oh, oh, I shall. Um, okay. This has been a pleasure. And I do just want to remind everyone that Forever 35 is hosted and produced by me, Dori Shafrier, and you, Kate Spencer, and produced and edited. By Sam Junio, Sammy Reed is our project manager, our network partner is ACAST, and we will talk to you all again very soon. Bye. Bye.